I want to thank you for this opportunity to, to teach again. I want to thank my pastor and thank the Lord that he's able to use me. This is the book. This is the book that we're going to be teaching from if you want to get it. John Bevere's Good or God. And I only have read the first chapter. And let me just say, from the very first page, it starts speaking to you. So, what I want to start with is um, what is good? Is good God? There's a lot of things good, but is it, but is it God? I remember Pastor Eileen always used to talk about um, counterfeit, you know, the false gold, fool's gold. And this is like that. That's that this is good is just fool's gold. It's to get your eye off of what God has. It's, it's like it could look really, really good, but it's not God. And first I want to start off by saying... Um, God sent me a God man. He didn't send me a good man. He sent me a God man. I could have, there's many a good man. There he is. But there's only one, there's only one God man. There's only one that God has for you, you know. So, uh, so what I'm talking about is the difference between good versus God. So, is good obvious? If good is obvious, then you should be able to look at it and say, if if God was, if good and God was the same, you should be able to look at it and to be able to say, this is good, this is God. But there's so many things good out there. Not everything is God. Let's start with Hebrews five fourteen. It's Hebrews 5, verses just 14. And it says, But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. So if good is obvious, then you don't need to be able to distinguish between good and evil. Good, and who said what is good? Who, t who told you that this is good? Did man tell you that this is good or did God tell you this is good? A lot of what we do is because someone has told us that this is good. In Genesis 3, verse 26, Eve was partook of the apple. She didn't take of the evil. She, took of the good, she partook of the good. It says in 26, it says, 
Maybe I wrote down the wrong verse. But it says that she saw that it was good and pleasant to the eye. Verse 6, sorry. Yes. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She took of the good. She didn't took of the evil. She took of the good. But it wasn't what God had for her. She already had all that she needed from God. But she saw something that was good and she wanted it. In um, Mark 10, verses 18, it talks about this, the young ruler who goes to God and he says, Good teacher. He says, What can I do to enter into heaven? He's, and God, Jesus said, Why do you call me good? Good is not the measuring stick that we are to use. That it's not the measuring stick that God will use. The, the word is the measuring stick. Not what is good. We can be good and not God. We can, we can live our lives in a way that is good and pleasing to the eye and it not be God. You can, there's so many people out there that they live good lives, but are they godly lives? To me, when I was reading this, it reminded me of black or white. There is no gray. There's only good or evil. There's only God or evil. There is no middle fence. There's evil and there's God. And then in the middle is good. In the middle is good. And it's like straddling the fence. You want, it's like, okay, Lord, I'll be good. But I won't quite be God. I won't quite do everything that I need that you, that you tell me to do because I'll just be good enough that I'll keep everybody's, everybody, everybody would think that I'm a good person. Everybody would think that I was a godly person. But I don't get the ridicule of being a God-like person. I don't, I don't, I don't have, I'm just good. I'm a good person. Look at what I've done. I've done this. And the Bible talks about when you get to heaven and God's saying, uh, the per people saying that I have done this for you, God. I've given to the poor. I've, uh, I've fed. I've clothed. I've cast out demons in your name. And he said, depart from me. I never knew you. What is the measurement stick that God's going to use? It's his word. It's his word. God. <laughs> Bible says that in the last days would be we would be deceived. Why how would we be deceived? By the good. If I came at you with something evil, would you partake of it? But if I came at you with something good that you wanted, the, 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 the job that pays the best, the job that gives you everything that you wanted, but it's not God, would, I, would you take of it? Like, look, 
I have this for you. The devil doesn't tempt you with what's evil. He tempts you with what looks good to you. So in the, in the last days, it says, be careful. You have to be able to discern what is good. And if you, you can't look upon it and see what is good. It has to be discerned from within. It has to be discerned from the Spirit of God. Because we can look at something and we say, God, how could that not be God? And it's like, it's not. It's not what I have for you. Yes. I just saw, I, I just remembered when you were saying that, um, you know, I felt called to the ministry when I was a teenager. And so I didn't think, okay, I'm going to seek God about how to go about this. I thought I'm going to go to Bible college and I'm going to, I'm going to do what you're supposed to do to be a preacher. And, and yes. I, but I, and I think that's one of the ways that one of the Bible says that in the end times, even the elect can be deceived is because that wasn't, that was very good, yes. right? I mean, I was wanting to go do something for God, but I was outside. It wasn't God. It was just, it was just good. Yes. Even though I thought because it was ministry and I thought, I, you know, but I was, it wasn't God. And, right. um, and so I think we, a lot of times can get tricked into something that we even tell it, we even know, I believe ourselves is good because God, because we think we're involving God in it. But it's not God, it's just good. Yes, right. In Romans 12, too. Rhonda, in yes, Sunday school this morning, we, I mean, in prayer, we use that scripture to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Yes. But like taking that job and it looks good, then that's us. Remember that scripture, there's a way that seems right but to a man, but the end of that way is destruction. So the job looks good, but we gotta we gotta leave our family. That's not God for our family, or we gotta leave the ministry. And God's called us to to uh, be an evangelist in the ministry. It looks good though. I get to go to New York, or I get to go make thirty eight dollars an hour. It looks real good, mm -hmm. but still, to him that knoweth in our heart, we know right. we know that wasn't God. And so if we choose to do that, it is sin. Amen. It's not just, oh, I, it's not just coincidental or I get to make that choice, really. If I want to be right with God, I have to say, what does he want me to do? And that is the good. Yes. That's what's right for my life. Right. Amen. Amen. Romans 12, 2 says, to renew our mind, we, need, we will know the good and perfect will Let's just go there, Romans 12, 2. Let's just read it straight from his word. It says, uh, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. He is good, pleasing, and perfect will. So right there it says that the only way to know the will of God for your life is to get in, to renew your mind, to get in the word of God, to, to change your thinking, to all that you had already in there and change it according and line it up with the word of God 
Line it up with the Word of God, and then you will know what is the good and perfect will of God is. Then you will know what His plan is for you. Then you will know what is good and what is God for your life. Then you will know. Because we could easily be deceived into thinking, oh, this looks so good. And even Jesus said, there's only one good, and that's God. He didn't say, I am good. Look at me. Look at me. He said, there's only one good, and that's God. Jesus didn't point to himself. We believe we know what good is, but who are we to say what good is? How do we know what good is? By renewing our mind, by getting in the word of God, lining our self up with his word. I remember reading a story one time about this this woman and her daughter, and she was talking about how um, this girl really had a crush on this guy. She said, put his name in the place of the words in the Bible. Does it line up? And as she read it, it was love is patient, love is kind, is so-and-so patient, is so-and-so kind. It did not. She said, he's not, he, it, it forced, him, forced her to look at his actions. It forced her to look deeper than what she saw or wanted to see, yes. So the will, the, the word of God is what's going to bring the perfect will of God in your life. It's going to be, it's going to, it's going to show you the path to take. It's going to show you which way you should go. For growing up, I was one of those people that was always reading self-help books. Always reading self-help books. Always. If you saw me with a book, generally it was a self-help book. <laughs> it was either on finances growing up or it was on, um, changing your life in some way or another. And as I got older, I started really listening to, like, motivational speakers and, and um, life coaches and wanting to be a part of that. And then the other day I got an email from Tony Robbins, and I love Tony Robbins, and um, talking about becoming one of his coaches. And now it looks good, right? It looks good. It looks like that apple. It looks like it. It says, here, look, you could, be, you could be a part of Tony Robbins. You could be a part of what we're doing. You could be famous. You could be well-known. And it, <laughs> and it looks good. And it looks like you're going to have all your needs are going to be met. That's what it looks like. But then it's like, oh, my God. You've already been doing it right here. Every time that I teach, I teach through those eyes. Every time that I share something, it's through those eyes. So you're already doing it, God. So your God plan for my life is not to go with Tony Robbins and become a coach. It's to do it here. It's one. 
Yes, choose life. God says when he gives you things, he does not add no sorrow with it. No matter what it looks like, no matter what that apple looks like, it could look real good. But it may have a worm in it. It may be poisoned. It may not be the best thing for you. It may bring you right back to here. We, we need to know what the will of God is for our lives or we're always going to be looking for it in the good. We're going to be chasing those dreams. But where did God plant you? He planted you here. Where did God say that you should do it first? He said here. Yes. Um, talking about trying to see the good and, and seeing God or the good, I used to have this little sign on my desk that said emotion overpowers logic. Mm-hmm. And, and the same is in the spiritual realm, too, because our emotions, we think it looks so good, it'll overpower sometimes the voice of God. It'll get louder mm-hmm. than the voice of God. And I remember sitting at a job one day. I hired in. I said, Jesus, look at this man. A month later, oh, God, what have I done? How do I get out of here? I'm in a mess. <laughs> so I had the worm. I definitely had the worm in that apple, but my emotions overpowered the logic or the uh, spirit of God to where I couldn't hear him because all I could hear in my inner man is how good this looked. Yes. That green grass and how red that apple was, but after a month, that worm come out and it was bitter. Because it starts out acting like it's going to make us look good, but yes. it don't. It's, yes. it's fool's gold. It is fool's gold. It it rem, it reminds me of I, I lost it. <laughs> it reminds me of a story that we've that um, maybe it'll come back to me. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I don't want to eat the worm. I don't want to see a worm in the apple. <laughs> First Corinthians 10 and 23 says that everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible. I've made all this. But not everything is for you. Not everything is beneficial for you. In um, 1 Corinthians 2 and 9, it says, No ear has heard nor eye has seen the things that I have have in store for you. I have these good things in store for you. But... If I would have taken the, if I would have become a coach before I was ready, who knows what would have happened? I might have, all kinds of things could have come upon me because I wasn't ready for that yet. God knows our time. He knows our season. He knows when you're ready for the things that he has for you. He knows, Rhonda, I don't need you there right now. I don't need you 
you're not ready for that. Or sometimes they, as Andy said to me last night, sometimes you're higher than they are. <laughs> Amen. The Holy Ghost comes. When I was looking at Tony Robbins, though, it was like, it looks good. It looks good. And I said, but he's not bringing glory to God. He's not giving the glory to God that for, for people getting free. It's not giving glory to God, so it's not a God thing. It's not. <laughs> Thank you. trying to just come to me. Pastors taught us for years that uh, to produce power, it takes a positive and a negative. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we have to stop when something looks so good and say, well, where's the negative? Because all you're showing me is the positive. And oftentimes with those things like Tony Robbins and a friend of mine and Tyler tried to get me caught up in this uh, thing, selling thing. And I was trying to be real nice to him. I had a lot of respect for him. But I said, all I see is the positive. Show me the negative first. Mm -hmm along with it because we've been taught our pastors taught us that it takes positive i mean um takes yes. both to produce power yes. so they don't want to show you the negative there's some negative in there somewhere but here with god going where god wants you it's all positive yes it's all positive because he has no he has no sorrow with it and here you have a covering tony robin tony robbins is not covering you he's not covering you He's not, First Timothy 4, 1 Timothy 4.1, is it says that falling away from the faith, let's turn there. It's the last thing we want to do is to fall away from the faith. The Spirit clearly says that in later times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits, and, and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. Like I said earlier, it, it's, we, the devil doesn't use the evil to, con to, to deceive you. He uses the good things. He uses the things that look good to you. He, he presents it in a way where all you see is the good. All you see is how, it's like, look at that. How, how could that not be God? How could that not be God for me? I remember, let me just tell you, I went several years being single. I've seen many of men that I was like, look, God, look. And he said, he brought me to the scripture and he said, because I said, he's perfect, God, he's perfect. And he said, no one's perfect but God. I said, yeah, you're right, God. No one's perfect. <laughs> but he is. <laughs> but he wasn't. He wasn't. I'm, but I'm just saying that we get caught up. We see the things that look good. We see the apple that looks good. We see the job that looks good. We see the position that looks good. We see the title that looks good. We see all these things that look good, and that's not God for us. It's not where God has us. He may want, he may want you to go over to Hamburg and 
help them or he may want you to go help sativa or he may want you to stay here he may have a plan for your life right where you are even the dream center looks good but where did he call you is it God for you to go to the dream center or is it God for you to do it here not it's a good thing it's a God thing for some people not for everyone. You can't compare this to that. Like, like they say, tomatoes, tomatoes. You can't compare the two. It may be God for you, but it may not be God for them. It, you know, the Dream Center is an awesome, amazing ministry. And it may be God for that man. It may be that God wants you to, you to do it here. may want you to do it here, not go away. Not go all, if you're not doing it here, like Elder Robert said yesterday or last Sunday when he was teaching, he said, talk, talking about the million dollars and how um, when you have a million dollars, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. And then I said, but if you're not doing it now, you're not going to do it then because money exacerbates the issue. It makes it bigger. Whatever you're not doing now, whatever is in you now, with the money, it's going to get bigger. If you're selfish now, you're going to be much more selfish then. If you're greedy now, you're going to be much, much greedier then. So if you, if you want the dream center, you start here. You start where you are because God will raise you up. He will raise you up to where you have the dream center here. What about the orphans here? What about the the people here that need help? Are they are they not as important as the people in Los Angeles? I said, Oh God. I said, I'm not doing it here. Why would I need to go there? So how do we discern the good from God? First of all, we renew our minds. We've got to get in the Word of God. We have got to allow God to transform our thinking. We have got to allow God to change us and stay with that change. <laughs> you know, don't just change for a week and then go back to the way you were. Number two, you need to pray and receive instruction from God. Because not every scripture in the Bible speaks to that particular issue. It may speak to his issue, but it may, God may have something different for you. Like just when he was healing people, he didn't do the same thing twice. He might say something different to you. He might say, go over here and wash seven times, and here he's going to spit in your eye. You, the instruction is specific to a person. I could tell you, God said this. And each time it goes into each person's ear is interpreted by what's already, by a filter. And I've only been to Monica's twice, but um, in the two times that I've been there, I, I've heard her teaching. And 
It's all about souls. It's all about souls. It's all about getting them saved. You hear it when she teaches. And I never understood that we need your anointing. We need your anointing. We need what's in you. We need your anointing. I never really fully understood that until I saw it in Monica. And I saw it through what I, I was like, well, how do I teach God? And God began to show me. I said, oh. So every time a word goes forth, it gets filtered by your anointing. It gets filtered by what he wants to use you through. If he called you to, he, to a healing ministry, you hear it with the healing years. You hear that through that filter. If he's called you to be a pastor, you hear it with that anointing. If you're an evangelist, you hear it with that anointing. Each time, and we need that. We need everyone's, we need that. We need to hear how each person sees it. It's, that's why it says that he's gave some apostles, some teachers, some pastors, some evangelists, some apostles, teachers, pastors, evangelists, prophets. <laughs> that's why he said that. Because we don't, we're not all the same. We don't receive things the same way. So don't discount what God has given you because you're not a teacher or because you're not a, a pastor or an apostle or an evangelist. God has called you to something and he and you are hearing it through those ears. And that's important. This Sunday school is your Sunday school. It's not mine. It's yours. You can ask whatever you want to. You could, it's your experience with God. It's yours. Make it yours. Make it yours by talking back and forth with God. God will speak. Third thing, lining yourselves up with the word of God. Be ye. He, uh, doers, not just hearers only. I believe that's James 1 and 22. But second, let's go uh, well, the fourth thing I want to say is meditate on the word day and night. You get the you reading the word. You're you're reading the word. You're reading the word. You're reading the word. You're renewing your mind. You're meditating on it day and night, and lining your and God will start changing your behaviors. And then it's like, you ever had a teacher that said something so much that it goes in one ear and it just stays, and it's like every time a situation comes up, you hear that voice. I had a, a, I had a teacher. <laughs> I had a teacher in a college that, in one of my social work classes, that would always say, um, "Gosh," <laughs> but you would hear her voice as um, basically. You can't just say something. You have to tell me why you think it. 
Because in social work, you can't just say someone has a problem. You have to say why you think they have a problem. You can't just say, I believe he is OCD. Why? Because he's doing this. Well, when, we, when we're praying, we're at, um, you will, and, and hearing the word of God and meditating on his word, and God will speak to you that word he's at the right time. It's like you'll be going about your day and he'll say, he'll speak a scripture. Or he'll say something, you'll hear Pastor Angie's voice in your head. Or Pastor Eileen's die. die. <laughs> you'll hear you'll hear their voices because that's what they're that's what they're all about. Is. So when you're but it becomes alive in you. It becomes alive in you. I mean, do you ever hear your mama coming out of you? Or your daddy coming out of you by what they've constantly said? Well, Apparently, you meditated on it day and night. <laughs> because it's like, man, I sound just like my mama. Well, that's the way God wants us to be with him. He want, you sound just like your father God in heaven. And as you're walking through... As you're walking through your daily routine, your life, and you're in the Word of God, and you're praying, and, and everything, and God will speak to you, and it's like, oh, yes. I've never seen that before, God. So it changes your behavior at just the right time, because God knows how to phrase it in a way that we receive it, always. And then we will know the good and the perfect will of God for our lives because it will be directing our paths. It will lead us down the path that we're to take. Anyone have anything to say? <laughs> I think I'm about over. Um. Um, well, ago when you were teaching, I was thinking about, you know, we called things good, and, and when it just hit my spirit that that's where justification comes in sometimes too, that God will be trying to say something to us deeper than, than we want to hear sometimes, or he'll be trying to work in our our spirit man and and uh but we say well we do this god but we we go to church three days a week we he might say go see sister ruby well i've been to church four days this week i think i've done enough for god <laughs> well we justify the good that we've done to not hear the good that he's telling us to do amen sometimes well just um that the word you received yesterday is not enough for today. It's not made to last till today. It was for yesterday. Let's turn to Isaiah 55.
says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Until your mind has been renewed with the word of God, you don't have the thoughts of God. You don't, until you're, until you get a word from God, you don't have the thoughts of God. You don't know what the good and perfect and acceptable will of God is because you don't have his mind. You, your heart, you, were, you became saved, you became a new creation, but your mind hasn't been renewed to the things of God. So when, you, when the thought comes, until it's been renewed, you need to check it with the word. I'm not going to say that God didn't speak to you and say something, but you need to check it with the word of God. Say, is this, is this for me, God? Is this what you want, want me to do? Is this what you have for me right now? God's ways are not our ways. Neither are our thoughts his thoughts. So our thoughts are not his. In Romans 10, one, one through four. Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved. For I can testify about them that they are zealous for God. But their, zeal, but their zeal is not based on knowledge. Since they did not know the righteousness of God and sought to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. It said that they had zeal for God, but they did not have knowledge. The same can be said as when you're going after the good. You have zeal for God, but you don't quite have the God direction. It's not based on knowledge and it's sought to establish your own. That was verse 3. It says, since they did not know the righteousness of God and sought to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. Lord, help us. From 1 Corinthians 2. I think it's about time to close. Yes, sir. What I needed to hear. You just said the word that I had heard, I got yesterday, is not for today. It's not sufficient for today, but it's still a word that I got yesterday. That would be good for today. Okay. Let me, let me clarify. If God speaks to you a word about a particular situation, that good word is good. But God gives us a fresh word every day for that day. But if he spoke to you about your healing, that is good until your healing manifests. It's good to stand on. But when God gives you a word for the day, it's, only, it's good for today. 
Am I correct, Pastor? <laughs> he was asking, I had said that the word, that God, the word of, when God gives you word, it's for today. It's, it's not sufficient for tomorrow. And he was asking about that. And I said, when God gives you a word about your healing, it's stand on and it's, it's for every day. But whenever he, he, he speaks to you a word for today, that's for today. Yeah, she's just talking about getting in God's presence every day and getting fresh manna. But when God gives you a word, that's something you can stand on until you see manifestation of that, That he's, even if it's 10 years ago. But uh, he does want to speak to us every day. Yeah. Remember, he told him, you can't get the manna for tomorrow. It's going to have worms in it. You have to get fresh manna every day. And that God's greatest desire is for us to talk to him, have relationships. So all these things aren't out of law. It's out of if we could get it another way that, that maybe we didn't have to stop and spend time with him, then sometimes we would do that. And so he's made it plain through the word that, that that's to keep that connection to him. And he wants that kind of personal relationship with each one of us that he can speak to us every day. Isn't yeah. that wonderful? Yeah. Yes. Wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank, Thank you for Jesus. wanting to speak to us every yes. day, God. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you redeemed us from the curse of the law, but, but you give us life, and you just, you just want to talk to us. You just wanted to talk to Adam in the cool of the day, and you said, Adam, where art thou? When he stopped listening to you and started listening to his wife over you, God, you wanted to know where he was because you desire. That's what you created us for is to spend time with you, Jesus, in that secret place, in that place where it's just me and you, God, in the prayer closet, uh, seeking your face, seeking your will. What do you have for me today? Who do you want me to talk to? What do you want me to say, God? And then your prayers, I saw yesterday when I did that prayer line, I'm not an early person. I, I stay up till usually 1 or 2 in the morning. But, and I had to, you know, do that prayer line and get on there at 7. And I was, uh, I, but what it did was brought me into the spirit realm for that day. See, I, I thought, oh, usually I'm not broken through till 9 or 10, but this morning I was broken through at 7. So God was speaking to me earlier. You see what I'm saying? Because I was out of my natural mind. I was out of the flesh for the day. That's why they prayed three times a day. Daniel prayed three times a day. Every time the flesh tried to come back on him, they'd bow their knee and pray again because they saw the power of living into the spirit realm. They saw the power of God on their life, and they would pray. The disciples would go to the temple at the hour of prayer, and then they would go lay hands on the sick, and they'd recover. Then they'd go in there, and they'd talk to God again, and he'd put some more anointing on them, and they'd go out there and win 3,000, 5,000 souls. How did they do it? Because they spent time with God talking to him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise for it, God. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your presence, God. We receive relationship with you today, God. Stir us up. Stir us up, God. 
that we'll spend time with you, Lord. We know that the more time we spend with you, the more of your acts we'll do upon the earth. We thank you, God, that your people are spending time with you, and then they're going out, and they're winning him by our beatman strong elder right across it. They're going to their neighbors, God. It's a mission field right here, God. You said take Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and then the uttermost parts of the earth. God, we thank you that we're faithful over a few things, and then you make us ruler over much. We thank you, God. We obey you today, then we'll obey you tomorrow. When I obey you today, I'll obey you tomorrow, God. I thank you for it, God. You said tomorrow is sufficient for itself, not to worry about tomorrow, just to worry about what you're saying to us today. We give you praise for it, Lord. And we receive this anointing today to hear your voice, to seek your face, and to know you in a different way, in a greater way, a greater measure. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.